This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have Harmon Killebrew on today. Good morning, Harmon. Nice to be here. <laughs> and, and by now, everybody knows that voice. And um, you are the number one baseball guru in the United States. And a lot of people don't realize <laughs> That's that. That's some you, big words. You have, you have friends all across the United States that have that have played or part of baseball, Thomas Booker, and uh, I'm always glad to have you on because well, I'm a baseball fan, and and uh, we have a great hour every time you come on. It's special. Of course, I had your mom and daddy on, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, they mostly talked about Smyrna. Sure, and they. That's their love. Oh gosh, I, I mean, love Smyrna too. You you go back in the old days and up to now when Smyrna wasn't the vibrant city that it was uh, as it is right now in today's time. And I was talking to uh, Brian Hercules this morning, and um, I, I was looking for uh, a condo, and people were saying uh, brought him over to our table and said, uh, Brian. Um, why don't you take him to Smyrna and put him in Smyrna? <laughs> and I said, you know, Brian, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? Because you're kind of relating Smyrna to a lesser city than what it is now. So he fought back for me, bless his heart. Let people think what they want to think. Right? That's, that's exactly right. Smyrna still gives funeral escorts. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, uh, bless your heart, you still uh, spend a lot of time in Smyrna. Because you're pretty much in charge of of, of the uh, Woodsman's funeral home in Smyrna. Yes, sir. So yeah, most of my life now is spent where I love to be. So yeah. it's a good thing. Do you still have a big common relationship with everybody in the Smyrna area uh, and and their family and I do and the long history that, I do. that you've got there. And I think uh, knowing the history of Smyrna High School and just you know. People throughout the years, course, family going to high school there. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of different connections with people because of that. Yeah, something I appreciate and value. So but now there's there's schools all over. Smyrna. It's insane. It's unbelievable. It's hard to think. Thirty three years ago was the last year Smyrna had just the one high school where you know all the kids from Laverne went as well. Yeah, that my wife was a actual member of. Oh wow! So 1989 is when the you know. They started the Laverne High School and Smyrna High School yeah. at the new high school there on Lee Victory. But, uh, how many high schools do you have around Smyrna? They now? have well, Boy, they have three or four anyway. Stewart's Creek, yeah, Smyrna High School, and then you still have the Laverne High School there in Laverne. Yeah, but Laverne, it's it's boomed, it's crazy. But 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 Laverne and Smyrna have never been very nice to each other well it's it? funny you say that because i think before 1988 they were kind of one yeah. but then once the two high schools you know kind of separated everything it's almost like yeah there's a rivalry now but before i mean you know my mom and dad's high school reunion that yeah. i went to a lot of the kids in the class were from laverne and they look at smyrna as their home even yeah. though they might have lived in laverne I don't think Laverne was incorporated until, like, what, the mid to late 70s? Yeah, it was more like, I think, the late 70s because we did all their uh, law enforcement work uh, 
back when I first started, and, and when it was in the 70s. Really? Yeah, we answered all the calls for Laverne back. And, can you imagine? I cannot imagine. Because we had very few officers back then, so sometimes it'd take a while before we could respond during that time. Wow. And But we would uh, call... Smyrna wasn't large either. The Smyrna uh, Probably Police what, Department seven was or, very small. No. So My uh, great-uncle was a police officer back in the 60s for the city of Smyrna. And he was... Walter Booker. Walter Booker. Mm-hmm. I, I worked with some of the people back then, and uh, um, everything's changed. Did you I know don't William, know why. William I don't, Beatty? Beatty? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. He worked with him, but it was in the 60s. I go in the Smyrna Police Department, and his picture's still hanging on the wall. They do a good job honoring their history. Yeah. Anybody that appreciates history, I'm a friend of. But if you don't appreciate history, I have nothing to do with you. <laughs> I wonder how many people listening every guy maybe i bet you there's a few that maybe have gotten a speeding ticket going through smart oh yeah i have you you got it long time did you ago had to pay knock it? on wood i did oh bless your heart that's the right thing to do isn't it well i i think so i i, I guess so uh i remember our uh, district attorney told me one time we were talking about speeding tickets and he said you know it's the caught and the uncaught, because everybody at one time breaks the law of speeding. Oh, yeah. Well, I think so. Some of them, I think, break the law of driving slow. That's the <laughs> ones that drive me crazy. Well, the thing I don't understand, it's funny you said that. Driving down Murfreesboro Road, especially to Murfreesboro, there's always idiots in the fast lane going 50 miles an hour. And yeah. I'm thinking, why would you be in the fast lane doing that? To everyone they will you. purposely do it. Yeah, but they never and get then pulled block over. Traffic. Then they'll block traffic. See, I couldn't be a police officer. I'd try to be pulling over. Yeah. Hey, you and I were talking before uh, we went on the air uh, about the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, the uh, uh, Cleveland Indians had one of the funniest movies ever made called Major League. And I was, my, I was watching, favorites. yeah, me too. And I was watching that the other day. And as many times that I've seen it, <laughs> it still tears me up. That's the funniest movie. But they're changing the logo. Right. Next for year. Cleveland. Why in the world would they do that? Political correctness, I guess, or that's what they think. I am so tired of that crap. It's garbage. Well, well sure it is. Um, and Get you and I, I, I remember when. Uh, one of the greatest ball players that ever played for the Indians, he basically was from. Uh, we you looked it up the tribe over in Maine, right? And uh, he was better than anybody during that time. Louis Sakalexi, or yeah, I can't, close to it. Yeah, Indian name. Yeah, and uh, bless his heart, people he abused was, him, made fun of him. Yeah, and he he was so good that the the players would take him out. And uh, they would all uh, get drunk, and uh, he couldn't handle it. So that started his downfall into not being able to uh, play at the level that he had during that time. Probably drinking some hard stuff. Yeah, he Back was. Then. Yeah, but it, he didn't want to. But no. But they all wanted to include him in the club, and he died pretty much uh, penniless uh, as – time went on and i think the club felt really bad about what had happened to him in his life so that's one of the reasons that they named uh the senators uh, uh the I mean, indians well yeah yeah with, with yeah the naps yeah yeah they were the naps yeah so that's in those things bother me uh, people uh people who have agendas do more harm than they do good. I don't see what's offensive about the name Indians. Of all names, yeah. I don't think Indians, it's an Indian. Or the Braves. or Braves. Or, it's a warrior. Yeah, they are warriors. And, In my mind, and it I is. And I think most tribal people really feel uh, good about that because, you know, they were some of the ultra, ultimate warriors. Sure. Did I say that correctly? I'll let you pass. My t my tongue got knotted up. But you know, <laughs> uh, 
you could look at any baseball team, and I mean, yeah, I guess you could be offended by an Oriole or a Blue Jay if you wanted to. I mean, you know, any name's offensive. I mean, Giants, that could be offensive. Padres could be offensive. Texas Rangers, I heard, that might be the next team that has to change their name because the Rangers, you know, arrested all these innocent people back in the day and put them in jail. And I don't remember any innocent people I, being arrested by the Rangers. No, I know. I like Walker, Texas Ranger. He's my hero. Well, it's just it's just we're we're living in a world where everything is coming apart because of just quirky minds that we've got going on. Milwaukee Brewers, that could be offensive to alcoholic people. No, that would be good for alcoholic well, people. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> when you walk in Miller, hey, they, hey, that's my team. <laughs> yeah. When you walk in their ballpark and see Miller High Life on tap, you know you're somewhere special. You're wearing a Washington Senator outfit today. Yes, sir. And and uh, of course, everybody knows it's Harvin Killebrew. You you have a great love, not only for the player but for the family also. Very much so. Yeah. Just one of the kindest, you know, people you could ever come in contact with. Have you family. tried to talk them into moving here, where they can uh, they can have their uh, little tried. plot uh, in Rutherford County ground? Well, I've tried talking his former wife, Miss Elaine, into moving here, but she's uh, I think happy in Salt Lake City, so that's all right. That's a nice town. Beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, his oldest son lives in Atlanta, so he's not too far away. His name's Cam. Kenny lives up in Minnesota. The baby Aaron lives out in California, yeah. and the two other girls, Sean and Kathy, live in Salt Lake City, close to their mom. Did so, they ever want to play baseball like their dad? Cam played AAA for the Texas Rangers, yeah, but had an arm injury, uh -oh. so he never got to go pro. And Kenny, I think, was just as good, but... Kenny was in a car wreck when he was in his early 20s. And that, yeah. you know. Were they built like their dad? Built very similar when they were younger. Because he was an ox. I mean, he was. Kenny used to do weightlifting back in the 80s. So he was built pretty, you know, stout and strong like his daddy. Yeah. But uh, Miss Elaine said that Harmon used to carry milk pails when he was in high school. Hmm. Uh, he and Elaine were high school sweethearts. So they went back, I think she said maybe seventh grade. Yeah. But I've got yearbook pictures of the two of them. It's pretty cool to see Harmon with hair back in the, you know, early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. But, yeah, she said he used to work out a lot by doing that. So that's one reason why he got so strong at such a young age. But and, he was. And nobody lifted weights back in his day. No. No one did. Yeah. And a lot of former players I talked to said that, you know, whenever they were in the majors, that's one thing they were not allowed to do was lift weights. They could stretch and run and drink beer, but they could not lift weights. They, the uh, thought was back then, and I know our football coach was that way, he said it made you muscle-bound so you couldn't react like like um, you would normally. Well, you look now, though, at all these injuries athletes have, and, I mean, it could be because of weightlifting. It's hard to say. Yeah. But Harmon's, Harmon's wife, or I'm sorry, Harmon's wife, Harmon's family, they're just, they're great people. They're, they're phenomenal. They're the ideal family, especially for somebody that's as famous as their dad is, but to want to be able to learn about him and, you know, learn about them growing up. I mean, yeah. they just they don't, they don't come any better. I think baseball is a sport that people can be themselves. They can. It, 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 it's, it's not uh, like basketball and it's not like football. But it's, when you're a young kid, uh, at least when I was growing up, that was the sport that you wanted to play. That was baseball. You'd start in Little League, and then you go on up. And, and uh, it was um, one of the more enjoyable sports that I've ever been able to play. And, I, and the friendships that you make are friendships for life. Most definitely. Yeah. It, it, um, I, th I see I'm, we've got a phone call today. Uh-oh. That might be Harmon's son. It is. 
Welcome aboard, Ken. Hello, good morning. How are you? Real good, real good. How you doing? Oh, we're doing good. Thomas is uh, over here with number three on his uh, uniform. Yeah, uh, well, Washington Senator's jersey. You got yes. it, brother. All right, man. Well, my ears were burning. I had to call. <laughs> we were just talking about you and your family. I know. I, I listened to your show, what was it, three weeks ago, and I was going to call in. You guys got on a subject. I just, I, You know, baseball I love, of course. But you were talking about um, players that went into the war, mm-hmm. but you guys never got to Ted Williams, one of the greatest hitters of all time. We should have. We should have. And, I thought we did. And you know what? He he went in, was Korea, a fighter pilot for five years. Yeah. But he oh, still yeah. hit over 500 home runs. How many would he have hit if he didn't go into the war? I think the calculation we did was 735 or something, maybe. Something like that, yeah. And the RBIs would have been through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. We were bored one day talking on the phone. <laughs> well, you know, I, he was my first uh, favorite ball player, Ted Williams. I love Ted Williams, and then when I my new coach uh, wanted me to be Mickey Mantle, then all of a sudden I became Mickey Mantle. So if when you're young, uh, you're you're pretty able to swap a little bit as you get older, and you get to watch him. He should have given you number three for. Harmon Killebrew. Or number three for Babe Ruth. Or Babe Ruth. They they, they kind of fit in the same category when you think about it. At one time, Kenny, your dad was second to Babe Ruth, I believe, in home runs. Yeah. Yeah. They had frequency at home runs at bat. Was that the one you're talking about? I think it was that and just home run total. Well, then you have uh, – he was number one right-handed home run hitter in the American League of all time. Yeah. 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 Because the other guys were either in the National League or left-handed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, You know, look, Mickey Mantle was left-handed, Babe Ruth left-handed. So, technically, he was the number one power hitter right-handed in the American League. I guess until... Of course, Mantle was left and right. Well, that's true. Yeah, he did switch. That's right, yeah. He's yeah. on his Mantle pedestal, Kenny. Be careful. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, I got a question for you there, uh, Truman. Okay. Uh, I've been talking to Thomas, and you know all these stories that you know you get on baseball stories, and and all the kids, the boys that were around the ballpark and the Hall of Famers and stuff, and mm-hmm. we thought it might be fun, and people would like a book uh, from the son perspective, like me and uh, I've been we've been talking to Billy Joe Martin, uh, Billy Martin's son, yeah. Billy Junior, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Maris. Junior and his brothers and wow. and uh, Mickey Mantle. You, you brought Mickey Mickey Junior and I got to be pretty good friends and and he's passed now. But I think people would enjoy it and we ought to do it before the sons are all going to die off because Mickey Junior died a few years ago. Yeah, and I think uh, David's I still be, living, isn't he? Who? Da- yeah, David. Yep, we've we've reached out to David and he said he'd like to do it. I thought maybe we'd do a chapter on each player and and have the son tell some stories in the book, each one. Well, can, that's a great idea. You like that? Yeah, I like that, Kenny. When yeah. are you going to do it? Well, we've been talking about uh, who we need a number of players, uh, maybe 10. We got and so we've been kind of being careful who we want to ask to do it and, and – uh, what what name would you call the book? How about Sons of the Game? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I love that. And I and right. I want a copy of it. I'll buy a copy of it as soon as you get through and and yeah. uh, you're in baseball territory down here, Kenny, because uh, I love it. I, I don't know why in the world we've never had a major league team here. We need one. Yeah. Cause it's still yeah. the number one sport here. No. Kenny's kidding. dad played uh with the lookouts, but played here yeah, in Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love going tough. to those games. I really did. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, ha- ha- uh, 
have you uh, contacted any of the other sons and family members? Well, we're I'm still working on talking to the Roger Maris boys. There's four of them. Yeah. And I ran to them. I, I started a soft drink company years ago and ended up talking to the boys. It turns out they own the largest Budweiser distributorship in the United States. It's in Florida. Wow. That's and so I got to talk. We'll, we'll get we'll get them on board, and then, uh, of course, David Mantle, Mickey Mantle's son, and then me and my brother, and and then we got to figure out who else. Who, who do you think people Maybe might Gil like? Maybe Gil Hodges' son. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Bob Allison's sons. Yeah, well, I know all three of them pretty well. Remember Bob Allison, don't you? Oh gosh, remember him well. Yeah. Uh, Jim Lemon's son. Joe. Right, right. Uh-huh. Who I met in Cincinnati. <laughs> which I was kind of shell-shocked. I guarantee uh-huh. you uh, people who are 50 and over would be out looking for that book as soon as it comes out. Because yeah. uh, that's, that's where our great memories are. And your dad, he, he was unbelievable. He could rip the, uh, I'm not too sure that he, at some point in his playing, that he knocked the cover off the ball and all they had was string. <laughs> <laughs> he was unbelievable. The, the home run your dad hit at Metropolitan Stadium off Lou Burdett in 1967, that was 522 feet? That's correct, yep. <clears throat> and then you said that you know what? another one. The, the next day... He hit one farther because there was a gap between the foul pole and the second deck in left field. He actually hit one into the parking lot the next day. Oh, wow. That was well over 600 feet. (sighs) Don't you wish you had time machine? I do. When people brought up uh, the fact that 522 foot, he'd always bring up the next day I hit one farther into the... I said, well, how far... Did it go? He goes, oh, about 13 miles. I go, what do you mean? <laughs> it fell in the back of a pickup truck and the guy who drove away from the ballpark 13 miles. <laughs> hey, Kenny, uh, we're going to take a quick break. So okay. we'll be Sounds off good. the air, but we'll we'll still be with you. All righty. All right, guys. Take Stay a right break here, up there. You there? The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. My name is Mary Edith Martin McFarland, and I love Adam's Place. Nobody wants to leave their home. You know, I miss my house and yard, and that's why Adam's Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe. And I feel cared for if I were to fall. Somebody there to help you out and get you to help. That's why Adam's Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe and I love Adam's Place. Hey, fellas, it's Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation and drive, or have noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. 
We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Michael DeLeon with Steered Straight Thrift Stores. It's a nonprofit thrift store. We take donations. Your donations, support, and purchases help educate youth on the choices and consequences of drugs, bullying, suicide, and other hard topics. Come into our thrift stores, 845 Middle Tennessee and 903 Mercury Boulevard. I'm telling you, you're going to find treasures and you're going to find great deals that you're going to help us save lives. Michael DeLeon, Steered Straight. You're supporting drug education in schools. I can't emphasize enough it's more important than ever. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A Rutherford County man is facing charges after deputies say he shot his wife dead Monday night. They responded to a shots fired call at the Reedyville home of 50-year-old Erwin Boo Odom. Deputies found his 27-year-old wife, Tony, dead on the floor. Odom jailed on a $1 million bond. Rutherford County Sheriff's Office says the Odoms were married for five years. HBO Max will begin streaming a new documentary series on a controversial Brentwood church Thursday. The Way Down examines Gwen Shamblin Lara and the Remnant Fellowship. It'll look at Shamblin's Christian weight loss program that led to her founding of the church. Shamblin, her husband Joe Lara, and other Remnant leaders were killed in a plane crash on Percy Priest Lake back in May. A Murfreesboro-based firearms company is delivering its first shipment of a sniper rifle to the U.S. Army. Barrett Firearms Manufacturing has completed its first shipment for the United States Army Precision Sniper Rifle Program. Barrett Firearms has awarded the contract for the rifle, paired with a high-definition scope and sniper accessory kit back in April. The family-owned company claims to be the world's leader in large-caliber, long-distance, precision rifle design and manufacturing. Tennessee includes some of the top spots in the country for leaf peeping. The Travel Channel says for the weather turning, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is among the top places in the country to view fall colors. Forecasters say the first couple of weeks of October are the ideal time to visit the Smokies. In the mid-state area, Montgomery Bell, Radnor Lake, Tim's Ford, or Pickett CCC Memorial are considered to be the best places to see the vibrant fall foliage. When news breaks, we tweet it. Follow us at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Shop local, Fair Construction Company. I'm Ron Hall. Investing in property can be nerve wracking, it does not have to be. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. Our goal is to keep your expenses low while focusing on our attention on high-quality services. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 63. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 64. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I know the history of most of them. And welcome back with Thomas Booker. Have we got our buddy still on the air? Kenny, you here? I'm here. Oh, good, good. I was afraid we'd lost you. No. Truman said, hang on, and then it's just silence. Yeah, well, well, there was... The the radio, I was hearing all your advertising going on. Was... Hey, Kenny. Yes, sir. I just got a text message while we were at break, and my buddy Chris Baker, he's listening to us on the radio. Chris's great-grandfather was Frank Home Run Baker, three-time World Series champion and the original Home Run King. Wow. Hey, that's cool. So he lives in Trap, Maryland, and he lives 
actually in his great-grandfather's house, believe it or not. Wow. There's, an, there's another so, writer right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. So sure. we could even have a special chapter. Of course, he didn't know his great-grandfather, but his dad did. And, of course, you know, he knew his grandfather, who was Frank's son. Hey, you may have more than one novel. You may have to write yeah. four or five. Chris sure. is awesome, Kenny. You, you would love him. I mean, he's just yeah. so open and happy to talk about his great-grandpa and, you know, the fact that his cool. great-grandpa played over 100 years ago, he still remembered and loved. Wow. Hey, uh, Kenny, do you, do you uh, as a family member, do you have a lot of contacts across the country that remember your dad uh, in, in a special way? Oh, all over the country, you bet. Yeah, I, you know, baseball was king back in the fifties uh, and forties and fifties, and and uh, I still remember watching all of them when Dizzy Dean was on Saturdays. And oh my gosh, I couldn't wait for Saturday to come so I could watch my favorite sport and my favorite players. Yeah. Now did you? Now, did you attend many games back then? Uh, yeah, matter of fact, uh, as soon as I got old enough, both my brother and I, our first jobs were at the old Metropolitan Stadium in the commissary, you know, where the vendors go to pick up hot dogs and then go sell them and popcorn and yeah. pop and whatever. So, yeah, that was my first job. We rode to the ballpark every day with my dad. And we would pitch batting practice on the field to each other before the team would come out, and then we would shag balls in the outfield. And then when the, when they were done hitting, then we'd go up, go to work, and watch the game on the closed circuit TV. You were in heaven, yeah. weren't you? Oh, just Good loved gosh. it. Never missed a game. Well, as soon as we got out of school, you know, yeah, then we we, ne we never missed a game. But yeah. Tell them about Burt Blylevin. Oh, my goodness. I had to, oh, I think I was 13. Yeah, I was 13 um, that year, and I was pitching batting practice to my brother, and Kirky Fox and the Me Boys were out shagging balls. So I'm throwing to my brother, right? And out comes Burt Blylevin. But it was 1971, and he was, what, 18 years old? He was only a a couple of years older than me and my brother. And I wow. thought he was a new bat boy or ball boy. And he goes, you want me to throw some? I go, sure. So I tossed him the ball that I had and I was looking for a bat by the cage to hit. And there's Burt Blylevin, rookie, cranking off curveballs to my brother. <laughs> uh, my brother says it was early win or Calvin Griffith. Now we can't, we can't remember, but, one of them came running out, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, they didn't want their star ace young pitcher to hurt his arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, you, could, yeah we, you, you could write a, uh, a number of uh, paragraphs and about your dad, and it's not just going to be kind of like a formal writing. You guys could write, yeah. make it really fun, couldn't you? Sure, you bet. We've got some fun stories to tell. Well, that was the same year that I was out left field. I didn't work that day. They didn't sell enough tickets. And mm. I, they always put me in the second deck. But they didn't sell enough tickets to open up the second deck. So I'm behind the game or, you know, watching the game behind the, the net in front row. And uh, about sixth inning, I was kind of bored. So I, I go, you know what? I've never been out to left field. So I'm out left field for only five minutes, and my dad gets up home, hits a home run, and I caught it. <laughs> you remember me telling you that story? Yeah, that's a great yeah. story. Caught his dad's home run ball. Yeah. Only time yeah. it's what? ever happened in baseball history where a son's caught his dad's home run ball that we know of. Well, I hope you had a glove on. No, I barehanded. you got to be kidding me. No, and, and you know what I was hurt. doing? Truman, you know what I was really doing there? What? I, I, I wanted to pig out on a Frosty Malt or a hot dog or something. My, my parents didn't allow us to eat 
junk food and sugar pop and candies and stuff like it was all health food oh gosh oh yeah whole wheat this and whole wheat that and and uh my dad used to go down to this little farm locally where we lived and and he'd bring home whole milk and and eggs and one time he came home with these brown eggs and my sister kathy goes oh no not whole wheat eggs too (laughs) 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 so and we used honey for everything and you know, it was a sweetener instead of sugar. and Yeah. And uh, I think that's why I got so big and strong, you know, part of it's genetics. But a lot of it's diet as well. You know, they didn't believe in lifting weights. You guys were talking earlier. Yeah. Uh, no weights. Did not believe in it. Uh, but I did. I wanted to uh, get a little bit stronger um, and ended up, I had state bench press record 405 pounds. Wow. And and I I was in the uh powerlifting federation. I used to compete. You know, I had that natu- pretty good natural strength and then all at once these guys started coming in with 600 pounds benches and they looked like they'd been taking something funny. <laughs> you know. I they think wrecked they were. it. Yeah, and they they almost wrecked baseball that way too, you know, back in yeah. the It came close. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got to ask you this because Thomas and I, we've had a disagreement on it for years, and I think he's starting to cross over a little bit. Uh, Pete Rose. Oh, Lord. Hey, I, I still go. believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Thomas doesn't. So uh, Thomas doesn't care you know, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you asked me that question. Do you remember what I told you? Yes. I, I want to hear I, it I again. Think, well, I, I believe these guys in the Hall of Fame, it's their club, uh, kind of, sort of. If they, you know, if they want him in, they let him in. But if they don't, then don't. But there was a lot of Hall of Famers over the years I've talked to, and none of the ones I talked to wanted him in. Well, he, he's, not a, he's not very well liked by the other ball players. never has been. That's, that's unfortunate. You know, yeah, really yeah. Is, he yeah. he does know the game. Obviously, it's Pete Rose, but and yeah. I I do admire the fact that he he knows the game, and I admire the fact that he does love the game, even though you, he did if, what he did. I mean, he, you know, you can talk. If you to guys remember? They still love it. He was one of the first guys to slide head first all the time. Yes, and and uh, it started going around that you better not slide head first like that, or you'll look like Pete Rose. <laughs> Bud Harrelson found out the hard way, didn't he? Right, that's right, yeah. When you think about it, he, Donald Trump reminds me of Pete Rose. He could aggravate more people but still get it done. True. And, and you think yeah. about it, um, that, it, in some ways they're very much alike. Was yeah. your dad, Kenny, was he friends with Pete Rose or no? No. No, Johnny Bench. Uh, Lou Brock, you know, the big red machine. Let's see, who else was on that team? It was pretty not good. Lou Brock. Or, Morgan. Not, no. Morgan, Joe Morgan, that's what, who I meant. And did I think they did one? some broadcasting oh, together. My, really? You know, my dad got into broadcasting, and I think he was on some shows with, with both of those guys. But well, you know. Most of, most of the National League, we didn't really know that well because it was National League and we were American League, and they didn't. Really exactly. have interleague play back then much. They were kind of like their own two different baseball organizations, almost. Right. We we saw them at the All Star games. You know the, the National League guys and families and stuff. I knew your dad was friends with Hank Aaron, and have seen some. Oh of yeah, they went to Vietnam together back in the sixties. Wow. I think what was it, Hank Aaron and Brooks Robinson and. Maybe Al Kaline. That sounds about right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And they would go to Japan too. I didn't wow. know that about As, Japan. Yeah. Matter of fact, Japan, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals would go and play. What's the Japanese? Are they called the Dragons or something like that? I can't. Remember. Well, one of the players on the St. Louis Cardinals in 1972 brought back one of the things the Japanese were doing with their bats was the on the end of the bat, on the barrel, did you guys ever notice there's a hole in the end of the bat on a lot of them yeah. now? 
Yeah. yeah. That's where that came from, Japan. And uh, Leo Cardenas played with the Twins. It was his cousin, I think, that played with St. Louis, brought him back. And, that sounds and then right. my dad tried it. He bought one and never used it. Um, Don't you have that bag? I do. I bought it at auction, yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of his dad's It's stuff. called cupping. It's called cupping. cupping. That's right. And it makes it a couple ounces lighter, so you have a little better bat speed. But uh, my dad didn't like it because it, it, he lost about an inch of extension. Yeah. I mean, I'd seen him hit home run off the end of his bat to right field. Kind of rare, but I've seen him do it. That's unbelievable. So no, that's why he didn't you, use would, that. Would your dad love to be playing baseball right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. He would really stand out, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. he stood out oh, back yeah. then, too. Oh, sure. Well, if you ever look at some of the films of him swinging and hitting, his whole body was into it. Yeah. And he was a big, strong guy. You can tell by watching him, you know. Did he Did he exercise much when you were little? Or uh, Well, see, they didn't really himself? believe in a lot of that stuff in baseball and basketball. The football players seemed to be the only ones that were really – doing much weightlifting and working out that way. But, no, he would do, you know, sit-ups and stuff like that to try to trim down and be in shape. But uh, Of course, your mom was a healthy cook. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he ate healthy, but he did like to have a snack once we, in a while, right? Well, we liked our ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> he said his dad later on in life enjoyed sitting and just eating ice cream well he had earned it my goodness yeah i know it's just i don't know you don't see a lot of people eat ice cream anymore like like that and i i can picture him doing it you're looking at one right now you do that oh gosh yes. <laughs> i love ice cream Harmon was still here he'd probably eat a bowl with you i wish he yeah. was here i'd love to sit yeah. down and talk to him <laughs> oh yeah you know there, there there's certain players just they even go beyond their um uh, baseball abilities. They're just they're just yeah. fun people. Yeah, and, and well, your dad was very, special. Very competitive guys. Most of them. Yeah. Are. Like my dad, if we had a pool table in our house and a ping pong table, and he would always try to beat you, whatever it was. <laughs> so so but, he um, didn't he didn't let his sons win, right? Oh no, he would never yeah. hold back or or bat, shooting basketball hoops. No, he never held back. Nope. Did you ever pitch to your dad? Yes, sir. I did. And what yep. was the result? Uh, well, I thought I knew how to pitch to him, <laughs> you know, inside, up and in a little bit, and then uh, for a third strike, pitch him a slider or, or a breaking ball away. He'd take it downtown, no problem. Home run. <laughs> well, yeah. thank God he wasn't he, hitting comebackers to you. You know, he all the pitchers were afraid to try to pitch to him. You know, quite a bit. Well, be Even Nolan like Ryan, he's a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, Nolan Ryan, tell me about that one. Well, I met Nolan Ryan, and I, I, I said, uh, you remember pitching to my dad in Anaheim Stadium, your first time up? He goes, yeah. He hit a home run straightaway center field, four hundred eighty feet. He said, but after that, I knew how to pitch to him. <laughs> and I said, how's that? He goes, I hit him the next time up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I knew the story because I was there. And Doc Lentz, the trainer for the Twins back then, had to stick a needle in my dad's shoulder because that's where he hit him. Okay. And it, it, to relieve the pressure because it all, all swolled up like a big, giant blood blister, you know? Yeah. But, but – um, your dad was, was out for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, well, let's see. What year would that have been? It's hard to do them after 22 years of playing. Which year was that now? Probably 71, 2, 3. Right in there, yeah. Maybe well, I know one of those years he actually hit 50 home runs, he always claimed. And one hit, hit the center field uh chair and bounced back onto the field and the umpire called it a ground rule double 
And it kind of ticked him off because, you know, 50 home runs was kind of a milestone back then in the yeah, season. Yeah, it was. And Harmon yeah. hit 49 twice. That's right. And so I was trying to think of which year that would have been. But, 69, he hit 49. And then yeah. maybe like 1963 or something. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly. Did yeah. did the uh, a bullpen or the bench, did they empty out when he got hit? Oh, you fight? better believe it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's almost. Everybody was just kind of holding on, grabbing on to each other. But Nolan Ryan, he was not afraid to hit you. No. Yeah. You know, your um, dad never got ejected from a game, I don't believe. No. No. Uh, I don't think he ever. I mean, you know, Nolan him, Ryan never won a Cy Young. Which no. is amazing. I think he finished. I think he finished second twice. Like Isn't in 1980 or no, 1973 and 86, maybe. Yeah. He was finished second or third, but yeah. I don't think his record of strikeouts will ever be. Uh, and maybe even his uh, no hitters. Maybe right, right. nobody will ever break that either. I think your dad yeah. was a part of one of his no hitters. Well, the last time he was in Minneapolis, I went down to the clubhouse and and uh i says nolan ryan in town because back then he he didn't necessarily travel with the team if he wasn't going to pitch but he was there so i went next door to the visiting clubhouse knocked on the door the guard comes to the door and said yeah i wanted to uh say hello to nolan ryan he goes oh he's pitching today he doesn't speak to people on his game day and I said, tell him Killebrew's kids out here wants to say hello. <laughs> Bam, he was right at the door within a couple of seconds. You know. So, I, and then he loved telling stories, too. You know, you know something, Kenny? That's, that's something I never realized was the relationship between families of other ball players. It, it, it just seems like it's a, a special club for everybody. Yeah, and you know what's great is those players will stand there and talk to you as long as they can about baseball. Like, you know, Ted Williams used to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, whoever. Burt, remember Burt Blylevin, Thomas? Oh, yeah. You talked to him for about 40 minutes. Just amazing. Yeah. You were, you were blessed to li live in those conditions, Kenny. You really were. We were a, lot, a lot of kids would swap with you in a heartbeat. Hey, tell was, Truman about what Rod what, Carew told us about your dad. Oh, what about you, the stealing home, you mean? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I we we talked to Rod Carew. Was it two years ago? Something it like was. Anyway, I've I've known Rod for thirty five years, right? Well anyway, I said Rod, why were you stealing home with my dad swinging away like that? He says, Kenny your dad missed the sign. It, w it was the steel sign. He wasn't supposed to be swinging. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rod Carew came home. And oh, yeah. Harmon smacked yeah. one. It almost hit yep. Carew, and it would probably would have killed him. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, he was probably halfway. There, what's, that, what's that little mm -hmm. thing they said after that? They said, here lies the body of Rod Carew lined <laughs> to center by Killebrew. <laughs> I never heard that. Yeah, it was that kind one. of funny, but <laughs> the body of Carew lined to center by Killebrew. Yeah, <laughs> dang, that's hilarious. Well, he, he stole home more than once, you know. I think it was like seven times in nineteen. I believe, yeah, sixty-nine. And see, yeah. Carew attributes all that to Billy Martin because Billy Martin was the manager that one year in sixty-nine. That's right. And I, think I was talking was to Billy, Billy was. Joe Martin, Billy Martin Jr. last week, and I said, you know, his dad had a way of bringing out the best in a team and a ball player, Billy Martin. Unless yeah, we always played better with him around. I don't know why, but he just had a way. Now, who did he get in a fight with uh, in the dugout now? But Dave Boswell. He was a pitcher. Yeah. Oh, but, there were several well, fights. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there was there was another one where he hit Bob mm -hmm. Allison. And you were talking about Bob Allison a minute ago. Bob was a big man. 
big, strong guy, 6'4", 265, solid muscle, right? Well, Bob had his hands in his pocket and after the game, and for some reason, Billy went up and punched him. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you don't want to do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> you might have been thinking about the pine tar incident because Billy Martin was the opposing manager to George Brett. Oh, maybe. Billy had a lot of uh, spunk. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, he was a gift, though, to baseball, in my opinion. I think if someone deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for yeah. their legacy that was left, I mean, Billy Martin's it. You I know, can, Didn't what? he try to uh, punch Steinbrenner one time? Not that I know of. I heard that. I think he did. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a mess. I remember that one. But, you know, from what I hear, and Kenny, I don't mean to say this while you're on the air, but I just hear Reggie Jackson's awful. Yeah, Billy always told me I uh, he couldn't carry your dad's jock strap. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. <laughs> but I, I got to be pretty good friends with Reggie uh late seventies, early eighties. And uh we actually my dad owned a car dealership, five franchises I worked for him and we ended up selling Reggie several cars. Really? Yeah, so we got to be pretty good friends with Reggie. Tell Truman uh, what, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to, about Joe DiMaggio. About when I met him at the uh, yeah. Hall of Fame? Well, he was just kind of cold and rude. and he, I could tell he didn't want to be bothered, didn't want to talk to anybody. and I don't know. He wasn't very nice to anybody back then. Joe DiMaggio uh, was a unique, weird person. Mickey Mantle yeah. did not like him. No. Because yeah. Joe was just different from everyone. He was different. You, you know, you take Ted Williams and put him next to Joe DiMaggio. I mean, Ted Williams is probably the better player, but Joe DiMaggio had the World Series, and Joe just thought he was on a pedestal. And, yeah, like what Kenny said, I mean, no player could get that close to him. Yeah. He was just didn't matter who you were. Right, Kenny? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I bet Joe DiMaggio would have snubbed Babe Ruth. Or did. But you think well, you know, baseball is a know, special game. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. But you know, I think I know why Mickey Mantle didn't like him because Mickey was gregarious and smiling and always he had an encouragable smile and having you know, he loved baseball. Just a, a thrill being paid to play baseball was just yeah. fantastic, you know. Sure. And Joe yeah. always took it serious. And Ted Williams did, too. He he was all business, just like Joe. Uh, but Ted was nice, but they'll, but they'll stand there and talk to you for an hour about baseball, but don't get personal. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't, wasn't Ted Williams your dad's favorite player? Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. I thought I thought he was, but I wasn't a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Ted always used to tell my dad, Killer, if you'd have been playing in another ballpark like in California or Texas, you'd have hit a thousand home runs. <laughs> he think how many he would have hit in Ebbets Field. Good uh, God. He did not yeah. run the left field grandstand, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. There or Fenway Park, you know, to have well, that wall to hit off of. And what used to bother my dad was they didn't count his home runs back then, uh, you know, when the Twins moved to, or the Senators moved to Minnesota and became the Minnesota Twins. His home runs and stats did not carry over, even though it was the same people, same staff, and just different location and different. So that kind of annoyed him a little bit, but... um, yeah, because he should uh, he should have hit. I was trying to think. So if it was forty two, he probably well, you hit remember we were hundred. Well, if you look at his stats, the first what five six years, he hardly even played. If he would have, he could have had seven hundred home runs, maybe. You know, in Griffith Stadium, where he played for seven years, to left field mm-hmm. was four hundred feet. 
and he wow. was still parking them. Well, that was just a bunt for him. Oh, I tell you. Well, you know, and hey, <laughs> Herman Killebrew in his career, he never bunted. Isn't that something? In a game, he no, never but, bunted. No, but I saw him hit a, a check swing home run one time to right field. <laughs> See? Isn't that crazy? That's but some good power there, boy. You know what Cam would tell me? Cam said that during batting practice, even though your dad never bunted, he still practiced on bunting in case he was ever called to bunt. He knew how wow. to bunt. That, that's right. He he always wanted to be ready. Yeah. And players this day and age could care less, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 And that's what that's one thing that just makes your dad's generation of players so much greater than this current generation. Yeah. I just don't think people care or try to care, you know, give the effort. Well, have you, speaking of that, have you guys heard what they're talking about doing with uh, balls and strikes? Uh-uh. Hmm. Uh, Do well, I back, I suppose 20 years ago, remember, they were talking about using a computer to call balls and strikes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Kent Herbeck a couple weeks ago, and he, he said that what they've been doing, Major League Baseball, you know, you, you watch a game on TV and you see that square box yeah. and you can see where the balls and strikes are. Well, Major League Baseball has been rating the umpires and they have a report card after every game. And all, this is all the teams. And so that, that's why there's some umpires that are just terrible behind the plate. Terrible. So that's why they're thinking about doing it this time for real. Oh, that would hurt baseball. Uh, I know that I think the the umpires are worse now than they used to be. I really do. But uh, to take them away from, I I really don't like the replays or any of that other stuff. I don't either. I mean, I think a home run, I think it's okay to maybe replay that. Or you get more umpires and put them in the outfield. Right, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. I think if you start getting too technical with it and try and make it too perfect, it's going to be like NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR, all the race cars now, in my opinion, are the same car. It's like IROC racing. You can't do anything to your car to try and make yourself better. And so I hate NASCAR. I used to love it, like in the 80s and 90s. But if they do that to baseball, I think it's just going to hurt well, look what they've done, guys. Uh, they, if you go into extra innings, they put a guy on second base. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. and then also, also don't forget if the pitcher wants to walk the batter, all he has to do is hold up four fingers to the ump, and he gets to take yeah. his base. See, yeah. that's and stupid. It, so he doesn't have to pitch. He doesn't. You know, it's a, it, it's a game of how many uh, pitches do you have in you? You know, when they yeah. say a hundred. Pitches a game is, is they, about max for pitchers. They baby them too heavily. I know they have a lot yeah. invested in them, but they baby them way too much. Yeah. I mean, Calvin Griffith had a lot invested in Burt Blylevin, and, I mean, Burt still dominated the scene. Why, he sure why did. In the world? I, do you remember? I remember hits when they were trying to purposely walk them. Yeah. And the player would reach out and hit one for a double or I whatever. Andre's got a rocket yeah. one time. He sure. reached out over the plate and slapped it in the center field. Yeah. Love I just – I don't understand why the game's changing like that. But then again, I think the commissioner's just trying to make yeah. his mark on the game so he can be enshrined one day next to your father where he does not belong. Yeah. You got to be careful saying some things because, you know – but it just is what it is. Well, did you see the field of dream things with the Yankees and the White Sox? I did. I I, I wasn't impressed. Uh, I, I I liked some of the things they were doing, but I I wasn't impressed with having somebody like the Yankees and the White Sox. Of course, I know the White Sox was part of the the problem that they were having back then. Right. But, uh, it just it just didn't it 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 just didn't impress me. They they're they're more out. To, to make things look different or special, you know, in a Hollywood way. That's I just, exactly yeah. I just didn't like it. And what's that other uh, – you guys were talking earlier about Cleveland. What are they going to be called now? The Guardians. Yeah. 
<laughs> Aren't you excited? Isn't that going to oh. be wonderful? Oh, my goodness. They should have just called them the Cleveland Sissies. Yeah. Yeah, they or fit the in that movie. They fit, they fit in that movie, Major <laughs> League. They really do. Oh, they I, now, that movie, located. my dad and I loved that movie. That was great. That was... Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And see, here's... But oddly enough, we didn't care for that uh, Field of Dreams movie. Uh, it oh, just, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, your uh, Cam said that your dad thought it was corny. Yeah, yeah. I watched it with him, and... Uh, I, I like part of I like parts of it. The only thing I really don't like about it, I don't like the fact they have to make it all about shoeless Joe Jack. Or I'm sorry, Joe Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he did wrong, and there's yeah. just more to everything than him. But whatever. But I'm not too sure in today's world that they would have ever uh, prosecuted him for anything during that time. Well, see. So supposedly, he admitted to it, and but I think he wasn't. He kind of forced to admit it. What did, isn't that the truth? I can't remember. I I just never did feel comfortable with that. I think he came out and said to Charles Comiskey, "Look, this is what happened." But then when he went to court, whatever he said it on that documentation, it disappeared. Yeah. So then he lied to the judge, and then, Whoops. yeah, Charles Comiskey was pretty much heartbroken, and he was pretty much done with baseball for the last 12 years or 11 years of his life. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, when you move down here, you can get a free burial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good enough reason right there. Yeah, I mean, you save a fortune by doing that. Sure. Well, Thomas and I already got my paperwork going a couple yeah. weeks ago. So. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, I hope. But I might cremate him and take him back to Payette, Idaho. Well, I've already outlived both my grandparents, uh, grandfathers. One was so, 48 and one was 62. Oh, your, my gosh. Your dad's father was 48. Yep, that's right, 48. And then my mom, the other one was 62, and I'm 63, so I figure I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Gosh, you're a baby. <coughs> compared to you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, everybody's a baby compared to me. Kenny, so, I wanted to ask you I wanted to ask you before I forget. I know we don't have much time. What coming from the sheriff's office and stuff. And I was a deputy marshal for a few years back in the 80s and yeah, I I keep hearing everybody retiring and in, in law enforcement and getting out of it. They don't. They've had enough of all this stuff. And a thou, uh, two thousand Navy SEALs resigned, and all these yeah. state troopers everywhere, and city police and county. And what what is going to happen? It's, our, it's our crime is terrible right now everywhere. Yeah, especially in the major cities. That's where uh, the biggest portion of it is. But uh, the uh, people who are in law enforcement are in it because they, they feel like that they have a, uh, a passion for it. They, they feel like that it's needed. Yeah. And, and yeah. the law enforcement people, in, as far as I'm concerned, they're the best people in the world as long as uh, the, um, the, the people in the military. I mean... Uh, yeah. You you can't beat them. They they have a special um, need for being out there and doing the things that they do, and uh, yeah. I I just get so aggravated with the media. The media pushes it, as you know, and anything that's negative for our country, it's going to be a positive thing for the media. So they thrive uh, off it. Yeah, they do. They well, really do. Well, watch this. Watch this. I saw a story yesterday where. Uh, city police was chasing a guy on a moped, and the guy on the moped ran into to the street with his moped and got ran over and killed. And they want to charge the officer of that course. was chasing him. Yeah. What is that? That like, is, uh, it, it, there are certain groups, and, and they push those type things. They have agendas for it, and the sure. media just carries it right on. It's unbelievable yeah. how 
non-patriotic they are. Well, has sure. it been like that for a long time? Uh, just, it has gotten worse in the last 20 years. It really has. Were there groups like that back in the 80s? Or not really? Well, the 60s is when you started having the protests that became violent and uh, non-supportive of the things that we grew up um, knowing that we were all taught from the time I was a little kid, uh, all the patriotic things. We wanted to be the one to be able to put the flag up in the morning when school started and sure. and all of that. Say, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Uh, if we got to lead the Pledge of Allegiance, that was something special. Now it, it's just completely reversed. Nobody wants to. Well, I think we still have great kids if the ki if they have good parents and good teachers and good teachers yeah and and not follow the agenda that's passed down from Washington who gives the money to the schools and if, and if you don't uh, teach that in the classroom you don't get any money right it's amazing some wow. of it's just yeah. it's puzzling yeah. i'm happy i grew up when i did uh, we have going to have to close down the show, guys. I see I just that. Got a sign. Uh, I hope we haven't hacked off uh, everybody uh, in New York and California. Hey, do you know that they're all moving here? People are co are just coming in droves, coming to Middle Tennessee and Rutherford County. Kenny's talking about moving down here. I don't well, know if he ever yeah. would. Well, come yeah. on down. Well, we'll welcome you with open arms here. We'll, I'll stop in and say hello to you. You'll have to. We'll go out and eat yeah. dinner somewhere. There we go. On the radio. Yeah. And, and be yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you'll be. You, uh, they'll fire me, and you can be on every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're way better at this than I than I could be. Oh, you're a great guest. And I'm so glad. I'm so happy that I've got Thomas who can introduce me to all you great people. But yeah. be, be working on that book. Yeah, I'm gonna. We got to get a good list going. And if yeah. you have any suggestions, let Thomas know. Okay. Players and players' sons, you know that would. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be special. Yeah. I think it'll be great, man. Yeah. Kenny, I enjoyed you being on the show. Thank you for taking time to do it. Anytime, guys. I'm sure we got a lot of people that love baseball that yeah. really enjoyed hearing you know, from your side and about your daddy. Yes, yes, yes. You take care, Kenny. All right. You too. Love Bye you, brother. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.